I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, ahoy and welcome to Always There, the Howard's Way podcast. I'm Julia Rayside. Thank you for joining me as I navigate through every single episode of the 1980s seafaring soap opera set in the fictional English coastal town of Tarrant. It would be a lonely voyage without you. And joining me this week to discuss Series 2, Episode 11 of the writers and performers, Charlotte Hudson and Leela Hackett. Hello. Hello. Welcome, women. Hello. Hello. Now, let's lay our cards on the table. You both love Howard's Way, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. then you may stay. Carry on. Good. <laughs> good, 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 good. We were very excited it's to our... be, A, asked to uh, re-watch an episode and <sighs> B, come and talk about it. Yes. Well. It's from our prime. Basically. Well, completely. So we're, we're of a vintage, are we not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. late 20s. And um, <laughs> no, we were all sort of, what are they doing, children? I'm a little bit older, uh, so I was already no. looking and dressing very much like Jan uh, <laughs> during said, said I series. I my first perm. Describe in your hair to me in 86. Era of this particular okay. episode, yeah. I, I actually looked to... quite a lot like Avril, but I didn't, I wanted to be Jan. Oh. Um, but I did have a sort of a, a skirt suit, but it was made of cardigan material. <laughs> it was made it of was a cardigan what? skirt and a cardigan jacket. <laughs> what colour? I want to picture it. Was, it. it was, uh, well, I have brought a picture of it, I'll show you. Oh, excellent. Okay. Um, it, is, it was kind of cream with a petrol blue check that's a very that's um, a very jam colorway if you don't mind me saying sort of metallic buttons to, to give it yeah. that slightly nautical theme and i used mm. to wear it with a red cow neck red tights and red stilettos whoa so i was already wait shoes it. and tights matchy matchy yeah. mother of god i definitely <laughs> was a fan of avril's way with the electric blue eyeliner yes yeah. and the piratical I shit she got had going suspended on. from school once <laughs> not for wearing the blue eyeliner but for refusing to admit it we all got lined <laughs> up outside peeing you girls are all wearing electric blue eyeliner no we're not, no, we're not. I've, I've naturally blue eyes naturally I have this weird blue creeping down my face it was quite mermaid like I think when Avril yeah. does it she goes sometimes she goes full mermaid when she's trying to impress a man do mm. him onto her rocks um, anyway right we're going to start this episode now because it starts in quite a dramatic way yes. it's a very issues based start to the episode it certainly is <laughs> but before we get to the issues rain or shine by five stars yeah, playing immediately in a pub. recognisable yeah immediately. exactly it's, the breathy vocals it's just very I thought I, 
I thought song. you'd given me the wrong thing to watch. Oh. I thought I was watching Michael Jackson's Beat It video <laughs> because it looked very much. If it weren't for Five Star, I would have been hearing. Dum, I know. Dum. It looked really. Mm, it was street, urban. Very it was urban. urban. Uh, Where were they? Middle-aged doggy yops. <laughs> I'm drunkenly. <laughs> Actually, down the I street. actually did wonder because it is the 80s and times were simpler in a not always good way yep. I kind of thought maybe it was going to be I didn't recognise Curtis immediately oh. I'd forgotten about Curtis oh, yeah, yeah. and he was wearing a very low cut top and he's he was dangerous an and he has, he has his nipples are almost maybe exposed maybe there was going to be a gay beating <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I thought where is this going <laughs> this poor gay character because in the 80s that sort of low cut top on a gentleman oh, and glasses yeah. was often a sick <laughs> no, you're right. He dresses in an oddly feminine way he for does. someone who's so butch. Yeah. And usually the two things go together to equal. Yeah. Da da. Yeah. yeah, it's 80s drama shorthand. Anyway, we're looking at um, Curtis, who is hovering. He's hovering outside a pub. He's following these three guys. Mm-hmm. Very urban, gritty Southampton street. Because <laughs> <laughs> Southampton is the ghetto it in is. Not even, they haven't even sort of done it in the docks no. which there is a real one of yes exactly they've just gone for and all well, manner it needs of to stuff be near, but it's the old shed where they're doing <laughs> the fighting shed. yes exactly. there needs to be a shed very close to the pub which there conveniently was Luckily. I think the dog fighters were a very well organised lot I think the location really? scout was on it frankly <laughs> but anyway so he follows them down this dark street and he, it goes into this weird warehousey thing and there's as he suspected horrible men ready to fight fight dogs and it's a, it's a horrible scene the dogs are barking at each other and he's clearly very emotional because he's an animal rights activist and he mm. values the lives of animals way above humans so he's getting himself really worked up and very upset and he appears to be waiting for something nothing happens then the dog fight starts and overcome with emotion he intervenes you very bastard <laughs> very dramatic it's although really you say dramatic. it's very dramatic but actually we see very little of the intervention well, we hear later that there was <laughs> what do you want to see actual dogs fighting well, no I want to see Curtis actually running down the street with a staff well no you see him running you through, do you do see really? him running through he the yard it off at us without spent, telling us I spent the entire time going where's the other staffy? Yeah, what's happened to the other I one know. he's only rescued the white yeah, one I would have liked oh. one over each shoulder one slung over each shoulder <laughs> running for Jogging. your life while they all go come here you bullseye 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 if he'd have carried two he wouldn't have been able to lock the door from the outside <laughs> now you've both you've both acted I'm guessing they tried that every which way until they realised yes. okay stop it just take <laughs> just one dog we'll fudge it we'll fudge it I could it's only manage to rescue one of them but at least that's something I mean one dog taken out of a dog fight does end the dog fight it like, does, does. That's that's I did, that yes, did cross true. my mind I yeah, thought actually you true. only need to save one it's sort of like a logic <laughs> logic <laughs> puzzle how many of the dogs got saved well two yeah. yes if you think about it I wanted to see it sort of in his arms wriggling about and him going stop it no, I know. It was very placid. Once he got was. hold of it, he just jogged off with it and it yeah. seemed quite happy. Maybe it was the actual actor's dog. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just a very well-trained one. Um, so he runs off down the street, uh, having saved the day, and there's this like triumphant Simon May synths. Yes. Yeah. And they just segue yeah. into the beginning of ha oh, 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 ha oh, mm. which is kind of exciting. Well, I have to say, I was never so... Pl- I, again, because I kept thinking, what is she making me watch? This is not <laughs> what I wanted. I wanted cobbled streets. I wanted... I wanted Jan, the shoreline. Hair, I wanted yachts. Jan, hair, yachts, sea, <laughs> the pub. seagulls. 
Wales and I have never been so relieved to see oh. Leo's face. <laughs> there, was, there was the smidgen of May, like you say, and then, and then straight into, oh, thank God for that, it's Leo. I mean, I it's Leo. Obviously. You knew where you were but at last. I knew where I was, finally, yeah, and no, I didn't I only feel that relief. <laughs> well, so Leo is sulking, as he always is at the moment, yes. because Abby, who he secretly loves, has gone off yeah. with this animal rights, like, macho man, and he just he doesn't think he's a, a good guy. Um, so, yeah, he's in the f- uh, in the kitchen at the Howard's house. He's on the phone, uh, waiting an inordinately long time for Abby's uh, family to pick up the phone at their end. He just waits for, like, I know, the whole length of this scene. And me- in the meantime, talks to Kate, his granny, um, who's talking about how uh, she's broke and she's going to have to sell her house. And she uses the lovely but very sad line, there isn't a ship out there, Leo. The ocean is empty. I Quite profound. Wondering, I mean, this is a lovely metaphor, but I'm pretty sure... I remember this in many episodes, the same <laughs> metaphor. No, it's time to get no, the no, shit no. metaphor out again. They get them out sparingly. I thought there'd be loads, but having watched every single episode, some 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 episodes you go, oh, no oh, shit metaphor. No shit metaphor A little today. bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some and episodes. if anyone can say it, Dulcie Dulcie can. can. She can say it's whatever she bloody well likes. I noticed yeah. she was baking using two spoons. She was. She's so distraught yeah. about her brokenness that she's actually... Putting together a cake with two wooden spoons. She was kind I've of using one seen. to scrape t'other, wasn't she? And to put it but in then a she stone was licking. cold She was oven. licking. She licked the spoon that then went back in the cake mixture, exactly, which yeah. anybody else but Dulcie, no, red yeah, card. Yeah. I'm willing to bet, though, that whatever she was making was a real cake. It went in the oven and it tasted divine. <laughs> because <laughs> she's perfect. It won't have tasted divine because the oven is plainly off. It's really <laughs> odd to think, how can I tell that oven is cold? You could just tell yeah, there's can. just a coldness. There's a kind yeah. of a clatter yeah. to it. A cold clatter as opposed to a hot clatter. No steam when it opens. She no should have put it in that up. enormous microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you can microwave cakes. They're disgusting. But when you're desperate, absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> so Leo, uh, finally, his call connects with Abby's uh, parents. And he's told that Abby isn't home. And he clearly looks a bit upset because that means I think it's night time. So oh, where's Abby? Probably with that guy again. And it's just another knife to his heart. Anyway, we go back to Curtis's house. And we know where Abby is. Yeah. She's on that strange sofa. Yeah. She's sleeping. stitched on- together. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like cinema seats or car seats. Yeah, he probably well, got them off a skiff or something. The but, wrong but class. That's so why. Yes. Yeah, I was looking. I'd forgotten about Curtis, just like Leela had, and um, and I was thinking, oh yeah, they've. I was looking up on INDB and I saw that he was called Dean Harris, and I was like, yeah, that's why they've called. He's like a. He's like a yobbo. He's the wrong class. Yeah. They've called him Dean Harris. No, 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 no. That's the act. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've called this character Curtis Yeager. <laughs> of course they have, because it's Howard's way. It's really weird it's that he's like, got this Germanic name and he does look a little bit like Hair Flick from Hello, Hello. Yeah. With so his, like, and he's got those little round glasses. Yes, yeah. yes. They've really dressed him to look the part. <laughs> like very, ge- very German. Uh, yes, indeed. This episode, you kind of see... Not a nicer side to him. Obviously, he's just covered in blood and being a bit sort of weird. But he's normally viewed in a kind of very sinister way. So this is, mm. appears to be him being quite noble. Um, it's weird. We were talking about this on the way in. We didn't prep. We just discussed, isn't it odd how his Save the Rainforest stickers and all that in those yeah. days made him a kind of weird fringe lunatic? Absolutely. Well, Leo's the same. He has like yeah. a Greenpeace T-shirt. Whole bread. And, and, yeah, I yeah. know. Proper hippie. It was like so fringe. And yeah. Neil from The Young Ones. Yes. Yes, it was, it was lampooned. Yeah. Exactly. But so he's, yeah, he's a bit of an outsider. So he comes back to his flat. He's not expecting Abby to be there. The landlady let her in. That, I don't know how that works. Um, and, and she's not expecting to see him with his face covered in blood. 
blood. But so she he's rather rich. likes it. Well, she, she does. I mean, things heat up rather quickly. So she's kind of distraught. He's covered in blood. He explains it's a dog's blood. It's not his. Blah, blah, blah. The thing about the Delicious. vet gets explained. Lick it off. <laughs> and then she bloody then does. She just <laughs> lunges at him. She starts to clean him and then just goes, no, no. sod it. I think I'm just going to do just, that with I my tongue. I think I want staffy blood all over my face. That turns me on. I mean, you just Forget wouldn't. your acid rain. It's staffy I blood I mean, it could be me. an infection. It's These are the days of infections. Oh, dear, no. Don't do that, silly girl. Anyway, she gets very excited by the sight of him in his low-cut vest covered in blood <laughs> and goes for him like pretty much a dog at a dog fight. And we leave them there making out. And then we go back to... Uh, no, we go to Charles Frere's house, which is an entirely the more sober affair. meeting. I'd like to apologise now for the business scenes in this episode. There are like this 120. businessy. I've just... I've got to the end and I've not just sexy business. business, business. Yeah, it's not sexy business. It's just blah, 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 blah. Waffle, 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 blah, blah. Briefcase, briefcase. Samsonite, Samsonite. It's just not very interesting. But anyway, they're talking in great detail about the share price of Relton. He's with Sir John Stevens, the famous international banker. And, discussing um, the audited Gerald. accounts, as you do. On oh, talking about opposition from some things called environmentalists. That's right, which they faced before, but they seem convinced that whatever plans they have, they can smuggle through the planning process because they have their ways and means. They're very powerful and influential men. Anyway, we'll leave them there, boring the asses off they each other. They do have three brandies here. I'm doing a brandy watch. I'm they do. up the amount. Are you keeping on the drinks? Uh, That's so great. So we've had three brandies here. Uh, either of you gentlemen care for a brandy. And Sir John obviously says yes. And he has he's another so one. so into his brandy that he's chewing the end of his glasses because he knows... Oh, I forgot the glasses acting. Of, yeah, lots of ruminating with the brandy balloons That's because you can't That's discuss right. freeholds without chewing no. your glasses. It's like yeah. a moment right at the end that punctuates the end of the scene, doesn't it? He looks mm. thoughtful and then in goes the arm of the glasses into the <laughs> gob and a quick chew and then they cut. So it was a nice bit of work. Clearly an old hand, that guy. Mm. Um, but then we go to the Yacht Club, which is much sexier. It's Sarah and Mark Foster, the horny new young couple who've been introduced <laughs> in the last couple of episodes because they're speedboats the future phallic like surging through the water always saxophones always sax. Sarah immediately has locked into Ken Ken's locked mm. into Sarah they're definitely going to have it off Mark none the wiser bit of a, he's a bit of a fop anyway so Sarah and Mark are in the yacht club she's getting sniffy about them having a meeting there it's a bit she wants, to go to, yeah, she wants to go to La Poubelle do you know what La, La Poubelle, Poubelle means yes dust bin, bin isn't it what the hell what's that I don't understand can't go to the bin <laughs> can we go to dust it's a French bin it's a yeah. it's, I, it's <laughs> we're discussing maybe it's like a balti because a balti Maybe. means a bin, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, but is French I know. bin. <laughs> What's in a French bin? Oh, Maybe frogs. it was a maybe it's it was a, a, a popular French kind of ironic name for a restaurant back in well I looked days. it up and there is one in LA and I believe it's been there for a long time called La Pubelle so maybe the writer was having yeah. some kind of little <laughs> wink maybe to his had American chums possibly don't know <laughs> anyway from a US series <laughs> she's not having dinner in a dustbin she's having it at the yacht club yep. whether she likes it or not yep. so Ken arrives while Mark's gone to the bar he to get him another beeline. warm whiskey he does make a beeline it's the first time I've ever noticed he is way taller than everybody else in the world <laughs> how tall step, is surely? that guy no he's really tall or did they just hire many short extras to make Ken <laughs> look like his, the, the man. I remember once, once going to a recording of SMTV in the studios underneath the office where I used to work and Jerry Halliwell had come in to do that that Spanish single she did whatever that oh, was called yeah. and all that of her lovely. male dancers were like pygmies <laughs> so they made her look longer. It was quite incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think that's what's happened here. I think Ken is just like a giant. It's the first time I've ever noticed it. Anyway, he arrives, makes a beeline as you say for Sarah and they have a little spark exchange you can keep me company <laughs> oh yeah there's She's that god you said that with like really convincing eyes Charlotte yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you could totally play I her in the remake yeah. yeah 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 no you're her in the
in the remake. Be thinking, Leela, about who you want to be in the remake. So we'll ask you that at the end. Um, anyway, so Ken and Sarah are basically about to get down to it on the floor of the yacht club uh, or on one of the disgusting pink upholstered chairs. And then he suggests they eat there. She's just been moaning about this venue, obviously. Yeah. The minute Ken says, should we eat here? She's like, absolutely oh, fine. Great. Yeah. <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> so she's clearly just like, and then the sexy sacks just to underscore sacks, yeah. the fact that she wants him. And then we cut back to, I'm so sorry. It's sort of like a um, bromide business. in the tea. Back to Two Charles more brandies. <laughs> Shut the, Tony Anholt must have been so bored. Like, seducing women. Occupancy and... usage of factories and offices. <laughs> what? How long does the guy have to wait? I think he gets back together with Avril, doesn't he? Not that in not that long a time, so he gets to be romantic. But meanwhile, again. but right oh, now, no. dry as a bone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then he's talking about his dry business stuff, and then I woke up suddenly, and he was saying something about someone said to him, "Get that in the local paper." And he's like, "No, no, <gasps> be sure to get it in the national." <laughs> I was fascinated <laughs> to think about Freer Holdings making the front page of the FT. I was going to say it's the Financial Times and nothing else, isn't it? Like yeah. who else would give us stuff? So Gerald leaves Charles and Sir John to it. Sir John stays for another brandy because you know he can't not. And they talk about, oh, God, it's so boring. Yachting agencies opening yeah. up around the world. Actually, I thought it was quite a good idea. I was quite up for investing in that. Were you? Yeah. So I if thought, you were a dragon, I like the way that Charles was thinking big. I'm not just thinking <laughs> so about... thinking Turkey. You know, I'm thinking Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the West Indies. I think it illustrates that he's very, very keen to expand this business. But the subtext is that he hasn't said yet. He's clearly still interested in Avril. And he keeps on mentioning there are most members of the board he's getting rid of, but maybe a couple that he's a interested couple. in. Yeah. One. Make that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah so he's the one clearly, with the right eyeliner. He's, go, he's going against business advice to get to the woman with the blue eyeliner. But obviously Sir John doesn't know that yet. Then we go back to the yacht club where Brandy Count. Brandy Charlotte. Count, we're up to seven. Yeah, thank you very uh, much. I, I believe Sarah doesn't partake. She doesn't. One. Well, he, does, she gets, he says, let's have a brandy. Come on, to aid digestion. Yeah. And then he says, <laughs> two brandies, please. I know, is As it assumed? Like Sarah, what, what? She's not, yeah, it's assumed. Because she's, she's a lady. Like, yeah. you've had enough, love. Well, we're up to seven. We're up to seven now. Yeah, white um, wine for the lady. I don't know what. I don't know if ladies are allowed to have brandy after dinner. It is Victorian times, after all. Um, <laughs> and then Mark, who's a little bit tiddly by now, invites Ken to come and watch him powerboat racing Saturday week. Mm. And this is where Sarah utters the immortal line, Would you mind, Charlotte? Would you keep me company? There you go. And that obviously makes Ken's, you know, trousers tingle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's Are you suddenly... going to be crewing? No, I won't. I'll be watching from the sidelines. It's an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, don't start that. Don't start that. We have to save that. That's the thing that makes this episode worth living the for. The best bit of the whole episode. Uh, yeah, so Ken suddenly changes his mind and wants to come powerboat racing because of Sarah. Then finally, we cut, you must have been glad about this, we cut to Fashion HQ. I've written here, we are 15 minutes in and there is still no jam. Oh, good Thank I think God they almost it's almost like they read your mind yeah. by the time they get to this part of you know series two it's nearly the end of series two they must understand what people want to what, watch what we've come when, for when the, when the cups of Curtis? tea are being made when the kettle power surge is going <laughs> well Curtis obviously not but I mean you save Jan till 15 yes. minutes in to get your Bloody, audience you save peeking. Jack and Tom till like Yes, Half an I know. hour or Well, more. there's only so much plot they can pack there's into so one many. scene. Yeah. But so, uh, Fashion HQ uh, on the radio is Avalon, Avalon by Roxy Music. Because it's very nice. It's wafty music, yeah. which goes with the sort of russet silk. And the creative yeah, environment. It's, wearing. it's yeah. that sort of, you're thinking fabrics, you're thinking reams. <laughs> you're thinking racist jokes. Swags, <laughs> racist jokes. <laughs> from the man who is a British businessman. Very, very British. This is so Brexit, doesn't this have a... It's so It's awful. 
I love this scene. So this British man <laughs> comes in from a British company. The Japanese. Yes, I know. He's a British. He, he appears to be a delivery driver. He's delivering fabric. Jan's had a whole fiasco with not being able to get suppliers in France to deliver fabric because her chief designer jilted this woman at the altar who then scuppered their supply chain. It was an absolute nightmare. So now she's using British suppliers and thank God because Brexit should be screwed anyway. So she's Brexit proof now. But yeah, she has this really weird conversation with the guy who turns out not to be a delivery driver. He's actually the managing director or some yeah. oh, one of the managing yeah, it, directors. Yes. I mean, why they couldn't just said, the directors oh, no, of the owner. That's what I do. I'm surprised you didn't say I've got a 43% share. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ailing to do is buy another 8%. Oh my God, I'm falling asleep. My majority. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my minority shareholder who I'm planning to embezzle. Is that the right word? Thank God know. they don't. <laughs> so they have a bit of business talking about how a British company is more reliable and he says he's been British so long his grandfather understood the rules to cricket. cricket? I know, I've written that down with a big question mark. What is no that? idea. Don't get it at all. Anyway, oh, I was thinking, is it an anti... Like sort of because there's a lot of Indian fashion beginning yeah. then. But then I thought no, because actually, of course, the Indians famously do understand the rules well, of cricket. Well, yeah. Like, is it an anti-American joke? I, I don't, don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Or they, is it against the Japanese? Yeah, because they do. Come they, they mention them. Yeah. Have a horror. But then the Japanese are not. Why bring the Japanese into this? She asks with incredulity. Yes. She puts the phone down, <laughs> and he chips in. He's been listening. Why not? They're into everything else. I know. They it's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> With I their know. video recorders. I wanted yeah, to say to yeah. you, 20 years, you won't care about the Japanese. You'll be busy minding about the EU. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the EU, they're into everything. You don't know Bring your... me some Japanese <laughs> people to deal with. Yes, well, that's all we've got left now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Jan is looking at the fabric she can get hold of. It's not right for Claude's latest collection, yeah. which is a big freaking deal. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's oh, on holiday Claude. with her daughter at the time. And she's like, doesn't matter. Don't doesn't care. matter. Fashion comes. I'm sorry to ask you this on your honeymoon. I know. But you come back and design the design. some more clothes. I'm like eight or nine designs. That's going to take him eight. So he's basically, he's in Italy. He's having a lovely time. There was a, there's been lovely scenes of, of romantic yeah, We got none of that in this episode. Sorry about that. <laughs> I even watched a bit of the next episode oh. so I could get a bit of Lynn and Claude. I'm really Yeah, we didn't sorry. get any Lynn. No, I know. And she's like one of the best yeah. bits in it, isn't she? Especially if you were a girl of our age. Yes, it well, she was, was what I wanted I to be. I did not want to be Lynn. I wanted to be Jan. You were setting your sights more advanced. Yeah. <laughs> you're an, you're, you were a fast woman even then, Charlotte. I wanted <laughs> a little runaround car of your own. <laughs> no, in series two, Jan gets like this quite sporty white number. Oh, it's more of a saloon. I was remembering, didn't she have a metro or she something? She had a mini metro in series one, but she switches it up when she becomes a powerful. Of course, she's yeah, powerful yeah. now, yes. Any, anyway, we have to leave Fashion HQ. There's chaos raining. We go to the Urk house where Polly is steepling her fingers. Yeah, what the hell is she what wearing? Is her hair is huge and she's wearing some kind of nighty, and she's steepling her fingers at Leo who's just sitting there glumly waiting for Abby as usual. <laughs> this is how you pull a woman. <laughs> and she's sort of, you know, obviously she's used to this now. He just hangs around in her living room waiting for Abby. I think um, that's why she's dressed as Miss Havisham. I think she's trying maybe. to frighten and upset him. Break their hearts, yeah. Abstella. Yeah. I also, yeah. I really like this though because you do get that sort of five seconds of waiting clock ticking silence which yeah. you would not get nowadays no, because no. still no. you would just say well they're not in mm. I'll just wait till they ring me well, back also, telly Whereas is different you don't have any for waiting. people in people's houses it's true was a thing and I, so I quite liked that. I did too I like it when it gets a bit still and a bit you do mm. you get huge pauses you just don't get that anymore they're scared people are going to switch off clearly yeah and then Abby finally does come home with her dad, Gerald, who's picked her up. 
Gets himself a brandy. Of course, thank you. How many is that now? That is now, we're up to eight. Excellent, eight brandies, good stuff. Yeah, Polly's very catty. She's always so horrible to Leo. She says something about, um, to Abby, uh, you know, you should have let Leo know where you were. You know how he likes to keep tabs on you. What a bitch. She's such a bitch. I mean, Leo, yes, Leo is not the most popular character in Housewives, but he's just a nice I guy. I felt sorry for him here yeah. because he had had an arrangement to meet her there and she did just not turn up I know. and then go, oh, honestly. She was washing all the dog, dog's blood off her face, probably. <laughs> Licking her lips. Ew. Oh. Really gross. Anyway, yeah, she's obviously back from her sex marathon with the, uh, <laughs> with, the, with the dog rescuer and the two of them almost immediately launch into a row. Understandably, Leo mm. finally standing up for himself at bloody last and Gerald excuses himself with an, an I'm not sure what I did with my briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gerald, bless him. So the two of them start this very tense conversation. Leo says, don't patronise me. And within seconds, they're just shrieking at each other because Abby just doesn't like being challenged in any way. And so Gerald comes back in then. <laughs> I don't wish to interrupt. No, you definitely do, do. But I do find that a brandy does help How many raise is that now? the standards a bit. We have one now, Leo. The truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am going to keep peddling this brandy. Yeah, I know yeah, you're yeah, rowing, yeah. but I think maybe a brandy. I think he's got really 43% shares in the brandy Enormous company. amounts of alcohol. <laughs> yes, you know how you're shrieking and like pulling lumps off each other now? Yeah. Well, try it when Tell you're you really you A balloon of brandy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Leo slinks off into the night as he's wont to do and Gerald and Polly try ill-advisedly to talk to Abby about her <laughs> Polly, Polly has a brandy, but unfortunately they've run out of... She has to put it in a highball glass because oh, they've no. run out of, of balloons. I bet it was the one she had her gin in as well because she just doesn't give a shit. Like, as long she as it's drink, I don't care. She's so miserable, but rich. Um, and that's when she drops the clangor about Abby's new boyfriend being of the wrong, the wrong class. class. Uh, her, um, at least she said it out loud now. Well, in fact, yeah. Abby says it, doesn't she? I like how bald that is. Yeah, but, uh, It's sort of, in those days, you could still just say yeah. no are you saying that was a better time <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I don't want to talk it. to you you're it's the wrong class realise it's period oh totally you can't do that now no. it's properly uh, like what it would be such a perverse thing to say yeah. like in human company completely yeah. yeah but there it sits quite well because obviously I think Abby says it and then Polly just doesn't correct her because yeah, yeah. she yeah, doesn't duh. like common people who drive vans thank you very much <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Then we go back to the Mermaid Boatyard. First visit there this episode. Hey. Must be glad to see that again. Avril. Now, what's Avril wearing? I forgot to note it down. And it's always something interesting and notable. I think it's a brown suit of the time. Doesn't she have disguised? a weird long cream trench coat? Oh, she on does later. have a trenchy. It's a bit sort of shapeless, on. but kind of a bit. All cheap. I remember is shoulders, but you know they that go could be anything. the whole of season two. Her shoulders are shoulders. huge to denote her business acumen. Um, so Avril tells Tom that the Travises uh, have arrived. They're going to come and test drive, test drive, test sale. Test the catamaran, because the cat. they're prospectively going to buy the Lynette, which is their new prototype. Very exciting. Um, and Jack and Tom have a brief discussion about the price of the catamaran. They're saying it doesn't go a penny below the asking price because it's the catamaran. It's a, it's amazing. And it's they, the cat. Exactly. Yeah. And then... Um, then Tom sees the plans for Jack's new 40-footer. His wooden 40-footer. <laughs> this is it's what I wooden, came for. You know. I came for a discussion of wood versus fiberglass. Thank you. Thank you. At last, 40 minutes in. They forgot about, towards the end of series one, they forgot about this. And now it's like, oh, we'd remember the thing about the wood and the... Fu-. Yeah, no, yeah. do some more of that because people seem to like that. I fucking love it. Um, anyway, so Jack is uh, trying to defend the fact that he's using old plans, 20-year-old plans for a yeah. new boat. Because obviously old, new, what's the difference? It's all wood and he can make anything in wood. It's a catch. <laughs> exactly uh, it's a catch it's a catch it's that's a catch. the thing isn't it mm. it's quite the catch <laughs> I only remember like this from Dulcie Top Gracing. that could be your next badge <laughs> <laughs> quite, the, quite catch. the catch okay cool we'll make some for next series lovely so Tom is sort of disparaging and also a bit miffed because he's mm. the designer and he's Jack very miffed he's him so miffed because Avril says to him, what are you saying? Are you saying that my dad's wrong? He's not... Or whatever she says. Yeah, they always argue about no, it's a complete lack of respect for business ethics and a complete (laughs) disregard of yard policy. (laughs) Yard (laughs) policy. Okay, well, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. I love that. She doesn't mention that it's in the articles of the company. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you've written in the articles of the company, precisely what everybody does, that's... Quite limiting, I, I would think, have thought. I think the they've carved run. it into a piece of wood just yeah, to yes, the yes. side. Fiberglass. Like, like the stone tablets. Exactly. Tom would have had it engraved into fiberglass. Yeah. So Tom offers to help. Jack basically bats him away. He doesn't need modern science. He's making a, you know, not making a plastic bathtub. And it's the two of them. a boat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> with, a, with a pen knife. Thank Knowing you it. very much. If it was good enough for me 20 years ago. Uh, so Avril comes in. Uh, no, Davy comes in as well. He's literally just allowed yeah. to come in, say, yes. and then bugger off. I was very again. glad he did, though. Yeah, no, it's always nice, nice to, to see him. him. Yeah. Nice to see him. Um, he's been still a very busy actor now. He's always on TV. Of a ladder. Off you go again. I know. He's often up a ladder having mm. an opinion, but only a brief one. Um, <laughs> twice he gets to break dance. <laughs> if Davey goes to party, he is a character of colour, so therefore he will break dance. That's his job. Um, it's absolutely As shocking. All Punjabis do. <laughs> I know. What? And then Avril comes in and takes it full in the face from Tom. Uh, he's very angry about the way her mm. dad's treating him. And that's when she's wearing the beige trench coat that well, makes that's her. That's where look the yard like policy comes in. I think. Yes, yes, I think yes. Exactly. So it's not a happy yard, but we leave them there. Then we go to exterior mermaid yard and this is always my favourite shot they've only done it about twice so far but it's the mermaid on top of the office yes is kind of this proud mm. beauty with a huge bosom with her knockers with her knockers out and that so Mr Travers is in the foreground Tom's coming out of yeah. the office door 
and the mermaid is in profile. And above. Mr. Travis is played by Simon Pegg. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his hair billowing in the yes. breeze. Well, there's something Pegg-like. I wonder there. if he's a relative yeah. from the olden times. Who knows? No, he's a bit Pegg-like. So anyway, Tom then takes the Travises through the boatyard uh, to an emphatic sailing theme music. Mm. Everyone's very happy. Spirits yeah. are very I mean, high. That's what we Finally, were yeah, we are on the water. Down the slipway and in. Nothing lost. And then we just cut straight to uh, with while the sailing music continues. The Lynette, the name, the prow coursing through the waves and everyone just being bloody delighted to Lynette be there. Lynette does not disappoint. No, it doesn't. No. It so doesn't. Yet. Um, <laughs> there are <laughs> ominous <laughs> Mr. Travis is like having such a nice time and he says it's terrific and the sun is shining. The sun hardly the sun ever shines. Not really shining. No, it totally is. If you really squint, they you can see a bit of it on the They've put a very nice filter on it, haven't well, they? Well, they try their best. I mean, it's not very sunny down there most of the time. But honestly, this is the sunniest it's ever looked, just to give you a clue of how sunny it usually is. Then we cut back to the grime and mark of Curtis's flat. And Although, 1980s duvet. Oh, I know. Lots very, of stu- very reminiscent to me of early... Uh, encounters with teenage boys on their beds. Oh, really similar really? duvet to some duvets I can. How, how many duvets have you seen? It is a very eighties duvet, but the rest of it is also very yeah. The wallpaper 50s and 60s, is, so is not. That kind of it's his duvet the, cover that's new. The landlady, yeah. but he's exactly. His own duvet. I love. I think yeah, the attention that is to good. detail and cut is really, really well done. Brilliant. Very nice. The sun's kind of you know sort of being filtered through his wafty curtains. The windows open, presumably it stinks of dog's blood in there. And Abby and Curtis are sort of entwined nude in bed under the duvet together and um, (laughs) they have an enormous long chat about animals and she says Tim the rather dubious phrase how do you get involved with animals (laughs) (laughs) can I I mean now I've licked the dog's blood (laughs) I feel like I'm ready for the next (laughs) (laughs) it's so grim and then he talks about in a slightly weird glassy eyed way about how animals are constant they don't let you down Mm. humans are unpredictable I was thinking has he ever met a cat well quite cats are not predictable I don't let you and constantly well, they do and I don't think he'd wade into a cat fight and rescue no, one I, think I go, don't think he would Sodger no. Sodger I'm just going to leave you to I it I wonder well, if, if uh, Dean the guy that plays Curtis has just come straight from a job at the RSC because he does talk in slightly iambic pentameter oh. when he's he's sort of talking about the animals like this as oh. if it's something he's trying to do really and it's just this it. he's, he's, he's forgetting I think a lot of the time I happen to know he has done some theatre so it's very, his very kind of, you know. Yes. And I yet think it adds to his character he's that got, he's probably you know, not even working classness. He's supposed to be gritty and working class and yet speaks like he's just walked off the set of The Merchant of Venice. Well, absolutely. I, I think he's a pretty well to do dude, is Dean, I, despite the name Dean. I went to school with a Dean. He, he was quite common, actually. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dean, you were. Um, <laughs> so anyway, then the, the conversation about animals sort of gently moves around to, he's just had this idea, Abby's got qualifications, could she get a job in an animal testing laboratory? As <laughs> like, you do. She might have done like English Lit, Dean, yeah, but might not ology. get her into. <laughs> that was the mentality back then. It's like, oh, universities are all the same, aren't they? Um, and he says to her, rather amusingly after saying he prefers animals to people, you could be a mole. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's amused by his own joke. He is. <laughs> I'm guessing very that was, pleased with him. I'm guessing that was an actor responding to that. It's like, come on, he'd, he'd laugh he at would, that. Surely. Is that I am? Everyone's <laughs> laughing at this. So should, clearly if Abby becomes a mole. a boom operator giggling. <laughs> <laughs> the camera wobbling. Yeah. I think once Abby becomes a mole, then he'll really fancy her. Um, <laughs> and then, But after he says that, obviously, this, is, this goes back to how we've seen Curtis before, then there's a sinister sense, yeah, like, oh, what's he yes. up to? And I his know, face. He, he does dodgy. thinking face. He does. And we think, oh, your thoughts 
that. And then he tells her to go and make the tea. Yeah. He bloody lives Despite there. Why the isn't he making he's tea? He's just made her a tea. Mm. He wakes her up going, I've just made you a tea. And then he goes, mm. and it's on the side there. And she goes, oh, I think I'll have that tea now. It's gone cold. <laughs> and then he goes, go and make it. Oh, it's, oh. It's a maybe he just made himself one. That was just to taunt her. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, we leave them there, the unhappy couple. Um, then we go to the Jolly Sailor, which is really exciting. You know, I've been to the actual Jolly Sailor. Yes. Have you been to the Jolly Sailor? No. Oh my god, you should go. It's Where brilliant. Is it? Just a pub, but it's, just, um, <laughs> it's uh, at Hamble Estuary down on the yeah. south coast in a place called Bursledon, which is where basically all the locations are. They're all next to each other: the boatyard, the pub, the Urquhart's house. Is it's amazing. That is the, the train the station. All in one tiny area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Clearly they were trying to save some money with travel and things. Anyway, so we go to the Jolly Sailor. Um, the Travises and Tom are kind of running up the gangplank that leads up the to the pub. The copping rain. I didn't in really like, when rain. I watched it on my laptop, the quality was not great. No. And I couldn't see the rain. I was just like, <laughs> why are they gambling about? Because they're so happy. Because they've been sailing. They're running. Sailing. They're running. And then, and then I realised... Once they got inside, because they'd employed a guy to throw a bucket of water down the outside of the window. <laughs> it was properly tipping it down, just not when they filmed that yeah. bit. No. So uh, much so, Tom has to order three large brandies, Deborah. I think that's large brandy, so that's six brandies. So that is now 15. Right, 15 brandies. I'm this imagining is... all the others were large. I mean, I'm... who knows? We're probably up to 20. Is this product placement on the BBC? Because <laughs> that's a lot of brandy. Normally, they mix it up a bit. They have different drinks. It's just all brandy. You're right. Uh, so then Tom re- re- reiterates the fact that the price of the uh, the catamaran is 37 and a half thousand pounds. It's loads of money. Um, it must and... have been then... Loads of money. Oh, absolutely loads. They mentioned in the first series when um, Avril buys the flying fish to get the to get the Howard family out of debt. Uh, it's I think she spends twenty or thirty thousand yeah. on that, and you think flip. My parents that's... bought a house in nineteen eighty six, and it was forty thousand pounds, and it was a house in Billericay. You know, it wasn't oh, in some. We have hole. to swap Billericay stories. Indeed. I used to live yeah. there too. Brilliant, wasn't it? Not really. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, no, no. So th- th- this is a considerable. We're talking about rich people. This yeah. is aspirational. These are not people who don't have money. Uh, Mr. Travis then says that he'd like to have another go on the boat. I don't believe that's a technical <laughs> term. I'd like another go on it in rougher in weather. Rougher weather mm. Mm. i don't I like don't it when you could people get much worse that. than what you've just been out oh, in yeah but what's the yeah. point of the rain if that wasn't rough weather i don't know are you I mean, to see how she handles yeah but i'm mm. saying it's yeah. pouring with rain yeah. I, well, I think or they started in good conditions and then it got rain. Wet. Maybe you need. He's wind talking about scent. high winds. That's mm. what he's talking about. I'm, I'm a sailing professional. I know these things. You if wouldn't. There's have one thing <laughs> I want to do with my catamaran. It's sail it in bad weather. Yes, yes. That's what I want to Much do. Much more fun. Anyway, then we go back to the yard <laughs> where Jack has been hiding from Caroline, who's the woman who's ordered this forty-foot wooden boat for him. Because yes, the catch. But she's ordered it from him, and then he's taken her out for a few dinners to kind of butter her up. Now, she's recently widowed. She, she wants a bit of Jack. She's taken a fancy to him. A bit of Jack. And, but he's just and really he's scared of leather. her. He's terrified of her. So he doesn't want anything. She's a very attractive woman. He doesn't want anything to do with her, but he's trying to hide from her because he doesn't want to, like, reject her and then have, Til have the order get the taken away. Over, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so he's behaving like a bit of a schoolboy. Um, Avril always teases him because he hides from her whenever she comes to the boatyard, which is a lot. She turns up almost every day like a mad stalker. And then Avril has a go at uh, her dad about Tom and the whole, he's the designer thing, blah, 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 falls on deaf ears. Then we go to Relton Marine, where they're always oh, sitting around the boardroom no. table. Endlessly. Like it's like it's a scene from The Last Supper. They're always like huddled around the boardroom yeah. table, leaning in. Or the cabinet. The best. Yes, yes, exactly. With one lady. 
and, and it a is a lot of men it, and it's a war cabinet because they know now that Charles Freer is after their business that's it yeah. they've smoked him out and he's he's revealed his hand he's getting a contr- almost a controlling stake in Relton now yeah that's though. discussed in some detail what would comprise yes. a controlling can we not stake? discuss it in any <laughs> detail at all I was like how did I don't know I got a bit distracted if you add that to his 19% plus the words I mean I get that they've done their research and fair play to them but I am not interested la 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 Vince yes, Cable please. in the chair. La, 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 la. <laughs> there he is. Anyway, David Lloyd, um, who's always sort of a bit arch in these situations, um, I think he secretly sold his shares to Charles mm, Free, so yeah, that's he why clearly he's has, has well he? on board with this plan. Um, he snipes at Avril because she's clearly trying to protect the interests of the mermaid boatyard. He's also been sexually rejected by Avril, so, you know, yeah, complicated. Yeah. You can tell there's a yeah. bit of sexual And he's got there. his short sleeve shirt on. He's got to keep warm. Exactly. He must be freezing. I know. All the rest of them are wearing suits. Anyway, then we cut to the boatyard again, where Kate's come to see Jack. And there's a lovely, I've never heard this happen before, but I, I did play the oboe when it's I was a kid. It's oboe. So really, I've, I've written down oboe. Isn't it lovely? Nice oboe. But a solo. An oboe Is solo. it not Dulcie's theme? Well, I think it should be <laughs> should because be. it's gorgeous. Maybe it's I just her. didn't connect it with her before, but it's absolutely Kate's. It's perfect. So she comes to see Jack and normally she's an ear for, to listen to his problems. She's a shoulder for him to cry on. But this time she needs him. She needs him. <sighs> and he doesn't have, have any brandy. He doesn't have any brandy. He's only got He's ruined it. He's got filing cabinet scotch, which is just as but good. But isn't he an alky? Well, yes, he is. You see, so she, she's there asking him for his secret. Go on, I know you've got some. <laughs> just get it out. Let's He's the it. kind of alcoholic. I mean, we who, all know you're an alcoholic. Yeah, I think a, a modern alcoholic, you'd assume they stop drinking and then they just have to stop drinking because they can't be trusted to drink at all. But in this, he's an alcoholic who goes like, fully into rehab. He poisons himself. He passes yeah. out. She puts him into rehab. She saves his life. And then like what two hours later, <laughs> pouring him a scotch. Absolutely And incredible. also not at all concerned about the fact that He's cured, and yet he's keeping scotch in the filing cabinet. And drinking it with her. She doesn't tell him not to. You know, it's about her problems now, not his. Anyway, she tells him she needs a a friendly ear. She's selling her cottage because of her gambling debt, so her own addictions have now ruined her. And he says, for you, Kate, I've got all the time in the world. She's very sweet. Mm. And there's a little bit of sentimental synth to go with that. I like that they're genuinely friends. Yes, they really are. It's a nice, don't get that much in a drama. No. You normally get sexual. Yes, if it's a man and a woman, there has to be a bit of. Yeah. At some point, when they meet, I think she finds him drunk at the side of the road. And yeah, he's and she takes crashed. him home or something. That's right, she? and puts him up on the sofa in her dead husband's pajamas. <laughs> and she? and, she, and literally, there's because it's Dulcie Gray. It's absolutely amazing. She's just going to go. None of that nonsense. Don't try anything. Yeah. Right. Off Come you go. <laughs> and she just is. That's her. And, and that's and their I friendship. Clip, so I nice. put a black coffee by the side of you. Yes, you exactly. Yeah. She's just the person you'd want to find you in a drunken heap at the side yeah. of the road. Anyway, then I'm so sorry. We have to go back to Relton. Marine. They talk business, business, business. British-based manufacturer. Prominent employer of local labour. Local community. It's very now. It's very now. (laughs) That's all I have to say on extremely Brexit. Except it's very now, but we're not... Nobody's listening to it now. (laughs) (laughs) I have no interest at all. Um, Anyway, so they're preparing their defences for this takeover bid. Avril lights a fire under them by telling them all they've got eight days because Charles Freer moves fast, Mm. so don't hang around. Then we cut to timpani roll, barracuda yes, theme. This is perfect. This is what you want after the business meeting. This is it. At last, sex oh, and boats. Yeah. And sun. Yeah. So and, and sort of muggles, people on the thing watching. The they're rich not extras, guys. are they? Yeah, they're they're just actual yeah. muggles. Yeah, yeah. So I think I went 
to one of these like powerboat things when I was a kid because I used to go to the Isle of Wight a lot and you'd go to a certain high point somewhere called Fort Victoria I think it was and watch powerboat races on the Solent so I don't know if I was watching the same <laughs> possibly one of, of those water. people go, very exciting <gasps> look at those guys I think I might have been in Howard's Way yes I've decided I have been <laughs> <laughs> um, but you get like close-ups of outboard were motors, you wearing yeah. mint if yes. you were mint or pink yes. or yes. mint and pink I was wearing both of those things but there's lots of sort of powerboat uh, guys. oh my god so many topless chubby people I've written which down is, you know, boaty boaty winchy wheelie business <laughs> which I, I very much love that's what I'm here for the money shot fat guys winching wheeling pulling but then there's one did you spot this one woman who clearly is not an extra she's just on a powerboat there's people beautiful people sunbathing they yeah. clearly tried to yes. get them on camera and there's one woman exquisitely basking on the deck raped and some man spanks her bottom really I missed that it's like excuse me and obviously the cameraman thought oh lovely bit of business put that, that in. in and the editor left it in as well I thought that's absolutely are those just general members of the public I think they were because they were far enough away did they yeah. sign permission <laughs> yes yes sign a release form <laughs> could you sign a release form for your um, well I wonder if you were up in your arse oh god. if on, you then. were that woman can I? Can you just tell me whether that was like a planned thing or did you just find yourself on Howard's Way one day quick quick go, quick the camera's wait. facing this direction <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the most 80s moment ever just I think caught in the wild actually mm. anyway Ken and Sarah oh, are doing is... that thing it's a very it's almost like you know fans in the 18th century they're yes. both facing forward with binoculars up at their eyes they're, there's no eye contact but oh my god this steamy chit chat it is sizzling yeah. so Sarah's kind of rolling her eyes and saying you know powerboat racing it's all that her husband lives for Ken suggests there are other things. Chat but also, they have more. a whole thing about premature ejaculation. <laughs> Her husband can only last five minutes. And Ken goes, How long is this race? And now he calls and he goes, that's a bit short. Basically, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. gag is, I going to I am sting with her I am sting. I, I am tantric. You'll be sore. Ever so sore. If you've only had it for five minutes in the last gonna ten years, it's just going to be a big shot. She's not going to be able to manage. <laughs> good heavens. I mean, you're right, of course. Medically, Ouch. it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they do they, they spend a long time talking in not very uh, very difficult I love code. how he also every time Ken says one of his suggestive lines just to make sure you know because the binoculars might be obscuring yeah. the top half of his they face they come down at some he point he uses yeah. he does like one of those very Bruce Willis 80s little pouts oh a little pouts every time he says something he does a little move it's to make her think of kissing him to think of kissing him yeah 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 it's this good sexual sort of signalling and then he says the brilliant line I'd like to be under starter's orders myself <laughs> <laughs> which made me honk my invisible <laughs> metaphor when it was so brilliant uh, so the prows are thrusting through the water it's the most phallic thing possible and one of the boats is called Penthouse 2 I noticed I did not notice <laughs> what that. the hell so anyway we just cut away from them there's no we don't see anything they're just like waggling their eyebrows yeah. madly like they're in a coffee advert and then we cut away from them which is kind of annoying although we annoying. cut back to Mark spaffing champagne <laughs> <laughs> so we're not under any illusions no. what happened no, during no, no, that no. hiatus we're, I think it's pretty safe to say something's gone on I hope, I hope, I hope you're right there it wasn't one hour 45 minutes Jesus yeah, Christ then we go back to the yard just to calm things down for a minute where Bill is popping in because he's looking for Jack and he gets Tom instead. Tom and Bill have kind of been at odds but now they seem to be more in agreement because B- Bill was very worried about the catamaran for a while said the main beam wouldn't hold. It was all you know, a big bone of contention between the two of them. Now they seem to be on the same page again which is good. Apart from Bill not being au fait with the buttons. Have you checked it all? Yes, apart from 
all those buttons. The newfangled <laughs> buttons. <laughs> I feel not good about this health and safety check. Well, yes, I know, but the computer side of things really isn't built. He is hulls, yeah. you know, yeah. the integrity of the vessel, all that bollocks. Nothing else, like all the electronic stuff is just completely baffling him. Anyway, uh, then we go back to the races where, as you pointed out, Mark is coming back to a hero's welcome. Clearly, mm. he's won his race. He's spurting frothy champagne <laughs> all over the waiting Very crowd. Very quickly. <laughs> Less than five minutes. I've just put in brackets, double meaning. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we all got that one. Powerboat as opposed to sailing boats. <laughs> yeah. And he talks about, you know, Sarah and Ken come up to meet him. He's like, did you see that? It was amazing. And Sarah just looks really <laughs> sheepish. <laughs> and Ken... I saw something. <laughs> and Ken, Ken looks like the cat that got the cream he's not even trying to hide it he just looks really fucking proud of himself (laughs) (laughs) he's dead dead cocky and basically looks like he's just won a game of pass the parcel anyway then we cut back to the Howard's house where Jan is on the phone dragging that phone around the kitchen (laughs) she is and she's having stern words with her bank because she's trying to finance this collection she's buying in fabric she needs the cash and they're stalling on this loan that they've given her and then meanwhile Kate's there too and she said what did she say you're busier than the chairman of ICI (laughs) which actually I don't know. In my family, that is what my mum used to say. Who do you think you are? Chairman of ICI? Really? Maybe she, she got, got it from, from, from what? My mum? No, no, well, maybe. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's a phrase. Like, if, if you are known as well, it's, it is clear. Chairman of ICI. It was wow. Like a, well, I mean, he's hardly chairman of ICI, is he? <laughs> It's like, are you a, sure? Yes. Are you sure it didn't come from watching how it's going? Going, I like that. I'm going to go with that. No, no, this is no. two separate examples. Now. It's I'm a bit like, who are you, Rockefeller? That's what my grandma used yeah. to say, yeah. and my mum used to say. Well, it's hardly like his chairman of ICM. Well, he's walking around like his chairman of ICM. Clearly, that was the watchword for you know wealth mm. and status back then. Anyway, so Jan and Kate, despite they're both talking about how one of them's selling her house and the other one's yeah. not getting a loan from the bank, they're drinking champagne with dinner. <laughs> is it no. champagne? Because I thought it's it looked flat. like white wine in a glass. Yes, in a champagne. Glass. Why are they drinking out of flutes? Well, because they've run out of glass. We will come on to that. <laughs> oh, because of all the branding. Because of all the branding. No one, by the end of this episode, is using the correct uh, oh, no. glassware for what they are drinking. That's not good. Okay, well, anyway, so for a change, Leo is sitting sulkily and sulking, yeah. sulkily. He got rid of all my previous goodwill for him in this scene. <laughs> I felt quite sorry for him earlier, but then I was like, actually, no. He's just under a big cloud, isn't he, like yeah. that episode of The Flumps. Anyway, he's suddenly blows up again um, and launches into his mum about everything. The two of them then have a big old fight. Uh, Jan says to him, you know, like every mother everywhere, am I right, people? Do you ever think of me as a person? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a feminist rant she has, It's though. great. Yeah. It's probably and this is 1986. Says, just drink your wine and go back to your business call, which is sort of Ooh, the whole show in one sentence. Totally. Just drinking and talking about money. You don't yeah. even care about people or animals like I I'm do. I'm trying to make something of myself, Leo. <laughs> yeah. That was good. But and then she finally, as a kind of uh, the only recourse you have as a mother when your children are annoying you, well, grow up! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just bites his head off. And, and I, he is I about 25, so I did have some sympathy with her. He needs to just grip up and yeah. get himself a life and maybe go and find a, find a girlfriend who actually likes him. Mm. Anyway, um, the next cut is incredible. So Tom and Avril have gone somewhere different for dinner that I don't recognise. It's not Casper's. It's an Iceland prawn ring buffet. The, what the hell is going mm. on? The buffet table is groaning like yeah. they don't normally spend that much time laying out. It must have cost them a fortune. Maybe it was, it was the end of end crew of the dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a shot. I mean, it looks pretty impressive. There's all kinds um, of prawns in. It's very <laughs> Kerry Katona and the prawn ring. Maybe this was the wrap party and they went, oh, just, let's just yeah, quickly yeah, film the dinner it, yeah. scene before. It's a very nice buffet and it's like the kind of thing you'd pan over in a mm. 
cookery mm. program. It's just absolutely beautiful. Tom and Avril are sort of sitting at a table just removed from the buffet. Drinking white wine in cocktail glasses. Yes, they are. Weird shaped kind of goblets. Tableware, it's really I strange. I just think by then the set designer had gone a bit like sod it. Why <laughs> <Yes>. not? No. <laughs> to different shapes. Let's just let's just be experimental. Um they haven't been romantic with each other for ages. Like they keep on being seen in a business this context. This is not romantic. Well, this <laughs> no, is an entire recap of the whole <laughs> business meeting. <laughs> just in case you missed. A recap and an expansion on certain points with regard to how it affects the mermaid yard. But there is one core moment though where Avril afters yeah that's right you know clearly this very impressive buffet should be you know engendering some kind of huge response in tom because avril's brought in there for dinner and he says he's saving the superlatives for later yes. which is like dessert later than that <laughs> much later it's like Whoa! when tom's voice gets really low it sends me into a giddy spin <laughs> um anyway yes and then, and then she does reply after he says that Mm. <laughs> which I wonder how that's written down on the page but normally that's the noise they make when they have a sip of champagne was that an improv mm. I, it might have been. have been clearly she's digging whatever he's suggesting anyway but then there is this huge gear change and just business ball it's for very like, close up shots in this scene yes it well is. very yeah. not close so up that's yeah. where I first sort of kept looking at Avril's hair and her makeup and, all that, <laughs> and I felt quite sorry for her because this is a woman who was being filmed before the advent of the 55-inch screen. Well, yes, <laughs> quite. You know, you do want to blow this up too big. I mean, presumably, it, 80s makeup must look so weird it on an HD really television. Does. I haven't actually watched this on a big TV. I I've... watched the second half on the big telly, on the, like, 55-inch screen. But of course, and it's still 4 by 3 It's Yeah, but it's still bigger than it was ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody had to that big then. No, no, no. Quite, quite, And there's quite. quite a lot of rum on her mascara. <laughs> oh, bless her. Well, she's just overcome with lust. She's sitting opposite Tom yeah, and his she's... voice is really deep. She sort of tries to tell Tom, no, no, this could affect the yard. Ralph Marine could be taken over. And then he says, like, almost like he hasn't heard her. Are you telling me Charles Freer could actually take over <laughs> yeah. Ralph? Yes, yes. What the fuck? Yes. What have we just been what saying? saying? Like, he just, he just needs to listen more. Stop. You're too invested in your prawn ring. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Get your head out of that weird cocktail goblet. So Avril talks about Charles lurking, sort of like jaws in the water. And Tom is aghast. He just suddenly realises that, you know, the truth has hit home. And she's saying she wants to be on the board at Relton to guard the yard's interest. But he suspects, mm. oh, you want to work with Charles again? You yeah. want to work with him again, would you? He was such a bastard. And she's not ruling it out, which really upsets him. I can't even remember what line this episode ends on, but it's no, very, very... Oh, it's really low key. Some business that I don't understand, Lionel Goldstein. Right. Cue titles written mm. by Lionel Goldstein. It's it's not the it's punchiest not, of endings. No. I think they could have done more of a duff-duff moment. Also, but, you know. I'm conflicted about whether Avril should be on the board because also, mm. you know, Charles Freer's ideas are not that bad. <laughs> he seems to be really, In like, thinking terms, about the future. As your man David said, who was it? Somebody said earlier, you know, he's not an asset stripper. He he's, has got ideas about Turkey and I so mean, on. yacht hire. Yeah, this is not terrible. When, my favourite moment... Also, in, he's much better looking than Tom. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, he's he pretty, but he's Tom's craggy, and I like that. Oh, oh no, Tom's long miserable. If Tom <laughs> grew, if Tom grew a beard, Tom? I would lose my mind. Like, like, <laughs> it's the jumpers, the jumpers, and the, oh if there was god, a beard. that powder blue one with oh. a cable that he's got on in this episode. If oh. you if you want to if you enjoy a man in a jumper, and I know this is a niche thing I do, and other people probably do as well. There's there's a whole series of photographs on Google. Uh, if you search for Howard's Way cast members, I haven't done this obviously. Um, they they did a whole photo shoot of knitting patterns. Of with the cast of Howard's Way and they look well oh, really wow. quite good yeah. yeah anyway so that's it end of episode yeah. it's nearly the end of the series we haven't got long to go now so are you going to watch the rest of this series now 
Hmm. I, watched, I feel like I'd rather go back, actually. Mm. Well, and I, find I approve the of the origin story. Oh, okay. I, can okay. I ask a question? Because I have appeared to have missed a, a lot of bit. What happened to Abby's baby? Oh, yeah, she sold it. She <laughs> sold it. <laughs> but then she wouldn't accept the money. So, and the guy that she had the baby with at finishing school, Orin from Orin, America, yeah. he came over with his billionaire father. Now, now he is called Bob Hudson. That's and my right. dad is called Bob Hudson. Oh my God, your so we dad bought the baby. Excited. My dad bought the baby. Of course, how could I forget? <laughs> it's my half brother. You know your half brother, William. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's the baby. Right. Does the baby come back later? Maybe I should carry on watching. I think. Or is well, that just the, done and dusted? Well, now? no, because obviously, well, Abby's life changes immeasurably, mm-hmm. and she ends up. Well, I mean, I can't tell you. I think you need to watch. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Right. I want to know where Ken and Sarah had sex. Yes, and like, I don't know why they didn't show us in a boat. Why they don't above the pub? I would have. I would have lost. I'm going to say one of the boardroom scenes to get maybe some shagging. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just like a bit of shoulder and some, you, you know, could definitely have lost some discussion of minority shareholders <laughs> for a shag. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> anyway, it's over. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Now I don't know how you two feel about singing. Whether you're She's interested. Not pre- in- I'm not. I'm going to do Charlotte. some singing. Okay. She's written it and everything. That's fantastic. So Leela is going to just sit and you're going to play the tambourine or something. I might go. Da, da, da. Oh, there you go. See, you've got a lovely voice when you try. Oh, don't, don't even go there. <laughs> but I'm not saying I can sing. I'm saying I don't mind doing it. If you've heard my efforts on this podcast, that is not necessary. Just trying is all we require. Um, but it only remains for me to say thank you so much for coming, women. You've been amazing and enthusiastic, which we love. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please come and find us on Twitter. We're at Always There Pod. If we've made any mistakes, if there's something you want to correct, always come and find me. I'm keen to get this right. It's important. But now, allow me to thank you both, Charlotte and Leela, for being Always There. Always there, the brandy's always there. When standards need raising a bit, we pour, we share. Always it's always there. Engulfed like morning air. All that when in talent, those will be always there. Do that again. <laughs> no, that was fine. I kept changing. No, it was fine. GreatBigOwl.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.